now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey, bedheads, it's Yolanda. Yeah, it's time to make a roll for another day. Let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. And, and usually before I push that button, I try to clear the frog in my throat. I try to sit quietly and listen. I stare out the window for a little bit because it's a beautiful day. Uh, and all that's already been going on in the world. Let me tell you something. You matter. That's all you need to know today. Yesterday, tomorrow, and if I don't continuously remind you, and that's why I do how to get out of bed, because I want to reach in and pull back those covers and shake you and say, and I don't even want to shake you. I just want to touch you and embrace you as virtually as we can uh, through this process of healing. And you guys know that we started how to get out of bed. We, You and I started coming together and listening to these thoughts simply because we were healing. It was about healing. And to this morning I woke up and I grabbed my phone as I do. Um, and do a couple of other things. I actually had some soap that I made yesterday. I went and peeked on it. It felt like Christmas, like, oh, we got new soap creations, you know, and, and I had a couple of conversations, not a lot. I let a little bit of information in because I wanted to figure out like, cause this is different. It's a different climate. Uh, for those of y'all off in the future, it's 2020. And I know forever we'll have to explain 2020. Um, just like many have many, and just like many have had to explain many years prior to now. But this morning, as I sit here quietly, okay, what am I gonna say? What am I, what do I say? And I was gonna say all these different ways, and I just thought about it. You matter. If I have to, I go look in the mirror and and in our phone. In fact, who does that? Look in your phone. Look at yourself and tell yourself. You matter because everybody is trying to convince you. The question is, why the, why do we have to be convinced that we matter? Um, how hard is it? How difficult? Here's my question. How hard is it to convince you that you matter? If you're still in the bed, if you listen to this, you, you went looking for an episode because you're trying to overcome fear, overcome anxiety, overcome frustration, depression, overcome. You're just trying to overcome. Okay. It used to be, it used to be a chant that, that one generation, uh, spoke. If you go listen to our, our young people now, they're so well beyond we shall overcome. Okay. They're like, they're coming. Some of that stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. What are you saying? What? <laughs> you know, wait, we're going to say, <laughs> I love our young people. In fact, I just handed the keys, uh, to cover this thing, to cover this climate on dryer bus to a young person. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, baby, do this, cause she's doing a doggone thing, and I'm so proud, and I can't wait to see uh, what she brings um, to the pages, and to the email, and to the Instagram, and all these other things. Uh, but I, I just felt I'm, I'm, I'm just that kind of person. I want to empower people. There are people that want us to like get stagnant and stuck. I'm not about being stagnant and stuck. On my bed, and one of the books that I keep on my bed uh, is one written by Zora Neale Hurston, and she's, and it's actually a bio. Um. She's the author of Their Eyes Are Watching God, and it's Zora. It's everything Zora. Um, but this one came out, one of the last two finally be released, and it's called Barracoon. And it's the story of the last black cargo, Kosala. Kosala uh, was one who spoke. See, he wasn't the only one, but he was the, he was the one who spoke. He was the one who spoke about the fact, hey, listen, I wasn't born here. I was stolen and brought here. And he made sure to keep his language. He made sure to keep his memory. He made sure that each and every day he's going to say their names. He was going to remember where he was from. See, the question today is how hard do you need to be convinced? Cause you matter. You always have met. You've always matter. Everybody matters. And I don't need to say that because I woke up this morning. The first thing I posted was hold up. I'm looking around, I'm checking the evidence and apparently black lives matter to the world. I had footage this morning. First thing I saw this morning was footage of people all over the world talking about how much black lives matter. My timeline wasn't full of it. So I went looking for it. Okay. I, I, it wasn't, I didn't like open my page and there it was. Cause you know, it's being blocked on a number of things. I went looking for it and I literally, I literally went to Google. 
I was I was typing the status. I was gonna put the status. I said, well, you know what? This status needs to needs some imagery because we're in a society where people seeing is believing. They used to be part of our editorial schedule at Drivers. One of the reasons I blogged all this time because seeing is believing. Because you can tell a person all the time. I can tell you each and every day you matter. You matter. And let me tell y'all, while I'm sitting here and I glanced over at Barracoon, my eye went straight to my bookshelf where there's a book. As I said, I just said to y'all, Kosala spoke about it. There's another book on my bookshelf sticking out. It's even it's sticking out over there. And that's the book called My Folks Don't Our Folks Don't Want Us to Talk About Slavery. Those are the people who were forbidden to talk about their time. So that you can't recall on, on the foundation for which you stand on, for the foundation for which your survival is etched in, that you can survive any and all things. And one of the status that I was writing this morning, as I started writing, the first thing I let come through was talking about how black lives matter to the world. America, in fact, I think I said America having to um, experience a near nine minutes moment, nine minute moment of silence rings true loudly that black lives matter to the world. The question is, how much do we need to be convinced that we matter? I watched after that, I posted that, and then I, and of course, me posting that set the algorithms apparently for the day because the next thing was a couple other posts. And then I watched the video of Shannon Sharp, who airs on sports net, one of the sports networks with Skip Bayless. It's a, it's a Ebony Ivory type uh, back and forth. They talk about sports. Well, you know, it's not a lot of sports to talk about except for when a sports figure in these days does something highly ignorant, uh, namely Drew Brees, said, you know, who basically came out and said, I don't, give, I don't care what kind of moment they have in. I don't have no respect for him. Um, and that's what he said. He, and they keep trying, you know, one thing that those of us who live long enough know, they say one word, but they mean a whole lot more. He said the flag, but that ain't what he meant. Okay. And, and don't talk to me about interpreting and changing up his words. Cause this was his double down. Cause he said these things before he doubled down. He doubled down as we were preparing as, as, as black lives to lay to rest. Okay. A young, another young father, uh, whose daughter will forever have yesterday etched in her mind and will always be her, will be her point of reference for every breath that she takes for the rest of her life. Yesterday, burying her father and with, along with her siblings and his siblings. Okay. And his city. And there are all these other cities, states, counties, countries, uh, nations. Yesterday will forever be a point of reference. The point of reference in every breath that they take from this moment on. And this man in the sports arena, and, and here's the thing that I love about this moment. There are no sports being played. And that's the sad part. Because I was kind of looking forward to them having to go to practice and see what the, just to see what the practice squad does to the man. So hopefully we get we get a, a practice squad or exhibition game where they get to lay him on his back. Oh, just I'm just hoping. But then again, I'm also hoping that he takes the paragraph of what he said he would never respect them, his 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 player, his his his, his teammates. Or black lives, uh, even though he said flag, okay, flag, you know, never respect those who disrespect. Well, we're going to never respect those who disrespect black lives. Never respect that because we matter. We matter. You matter. I matter. Okay, everybody matters. But the, But everybody ain't out there trying to make sure some people don't matter. Everybody, everybody doesn't do that. Everybody doesn't, doesn't have to go and search for illogical, ignorant-ass antidotes to why people don't matter. <laughs> and don't put it out there. So today, if you know one thing today, you know we matter. We matter. You matter. I matter. The question is, 
Why do we have to be, why does it take all of this to convince us? Um, I'm a uh, couple of things in my inbox. People are asking about, um, list, you know, do we know any black businesses? And, and I'm like, black people, if y'all don't stop with that. And I, I'm, first of all, I'm not even about to give you a referral. I'm not even, cause I don't even want, cause I, 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 people, I know who are in business need to sustain their business each and every day, every hour. Okay. They really don't have time for people who want to run, you know, just cause you've been forced now not to go and give your money everywhere. It's like, I remember when they did that thing with the, with the book, everybody was asking for a black nail tech. Like, how do you not already have, a, how do you not already know and have a black nail tech? I ain't got time for that part. All right. That's kind of BS don't matter. Cause the question of the day is why do you, why do you need so much convincing? You matter. You're here. Why do you need so much convincing? I took my folk on how to get out of bed. I understand because we are the ones who internalize because we have a conscience because we have feelings and we feel for others and we carry that weight and we need to express those things. But when you have to be so convinced, I was in a, somebody put me, you know, I'm in a thousand groups, right? Or more. Uh, so I'm in this new group, been added to this new group. So I'm seeing their content on my timeline. And somebody posted, um, what was it? Wait a minute. Let me think. I think it was like, literally the word said, should we shop more at black businesses? And I was like, wait, what? I said, like, wait, what group is this? And why do you, why do you, why do you, why does it take so much energy? You, you're black. Why does it take so much energy to give your money to another black person? I don't, I, I understand because I've read, I've read Barracoon. I read my folks don't want me to talk about slavery. I've read all these things and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to give you a black on black thing. Like, dang. But I, my question is in all that's going on, there's some people just like people out there trying to convince people not to be racist, which I waste no time with that. Cause I can't change them. Right. But this other thing about, this awakening. And I understand, you know, there are times and there are times and I, and I, there, there are times and space where everything seems like it's good and we going along and get along and all this kind of stuff. Right. And, and, and there's some things that are shocking, you know, it's shocking, you know, to some people, they wake up like, wait, what happened? You know, where did the divide come from? Uh, some were saying they've not experienced this. They've not experienced that. And I'm like, okay. And that's good. Bless you. That's absolutely awesome and wonderful that you have never, ever experienced this type of thing. But then today, what did they tell you? You look kind of black. Um, people, let me tell you, Oh, I watched, uh, I always flip, I don't always flip the channels. In fact, I try not to watch news, but because we're in, uh, quarantine and, and, you know, people production, television production has been affected. Um, some people are do, still doing live shows, but from home. And I think now because we're in the summer, the reruns are there. So whenever I encounter the reruns, I'm like, oh, let me go find, let me go. Now's the time to go and explore some other, th other channels or other things. And I looked in on, um, third hour, they call it third hour of today. And it's the weirdest, oddest group you ever seen. They don't seem to be that much comfortable to, with each other on an ordinary day. So you got to imagine there's a whole lot of tension right now. Okay. Whole lot of tension. So apparently they were coming back from the weekend earlier this week. And it, and they, they're all in these little boxes. And one of these things is not like the other. One of these people is not like the other. One's a white female. Then you got two black males and you got a black female. One being Al Roker and the others, I don't really know their names. Um, and, and I looked in on this thing once before because I noticed that the black female sits, uh, in between the two black guys on when they're on the regular thing. And I just noticed she couldn't really, she ain't really found her space. She, she has a lot of body language that says like, ain't all that comfortable. I'm not talking about the white female. She over there leaning way over her way, whatever. And, uh, and I kept this, you know, and it's been some strange stuff that happened at NBC. So I can understand they might not ever, they might not ever have that kind of trust with each other. Cause it'd be some stuff going down at that, at that network. Okay. Um, Everybody that's prior, that has been there prior 
It's some, it's some stuff that go down over there. And everybody's trying to figure out, like, when is Hoda going to, like, step up and just, like, look, okay, give me the reins. Obviously, I ain't going nowhere. I like having this job. Uh, and apparently, you know, I'm like, for those of us on the boss, trying to be the boss up thing, it's like, no, nah, she's trying to lean in. She's like, you need me in this shot? I'm in the shot. I'm going to be here while I need to be in the shot, whatever. Ain't nobody over there trying to take the reins. Because apparently, I guess if you do take the reins, it's in, in, in the light of the fact that everybody that has tried to take the reins over there is out. So, you know, Hoda's like, I'm in the shot, I'm in the shot. Okay. But in this in this one, they came back from the weekend. Of course, in the weekend in America, for those of y'all in the future, the weekend in America were filled with Avengers going out to avenge the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey. Those are just the three recent ones. And, of course, uh, the healing of having to experience all the others. Then you had the protesters. Then you had the anti. Then you had the agitators. Then you had the infiltrators. Then you had uh, larger movements. Then you had riots. And then you had looting. And then you had all this other stuff, right? And all this stuff that can't nobody figure out, like, what just happened? Uh, however, those who have to be, have to, be in spaces then after something like that with black people and and apparently you know all the rest of their lives is like away from black people uh the white female you know was all nervous i'm like girl you in your box in your space you just i'm just broadcasting these people and going back to wherever the hell you go i don't know but anyway she they decided I guess they would had of course had the news it's the third hour of news. They of course had to talk about what was happening and she felt like okay, but I got to talk about my, I was so nervous because you know apparently I, I'm on the phone with one of y'all and apparently you know I thought we I think we're friends and we well, see the thing about it why who you need convincing at this point that you she needed convincing that she has demonstrated enough humanity by which they can now film this week. Okay, she needed convincing. Right? The question of the week was Black Lives Matter. Okay, that was the resounding statement that needed to be made. But she needed convincing that it was okay for her, that they were okay, they felt okay, that, you know, that she has exhibited enough humanity um, so that they could go ahead and film this week. And I'm pretty sure, and they did. They sat back and they let her talk. And I was like, okay, where's my remote? Because I don't need to hear what she got to say. But I, I'm let her talk, whatever. I don't know. You know, I think they should have processed the fact that because guilt, remember, is an outward expression. Somewhere, if she had never said it to them, she said something about them. And you let me tell you, you better know in that she does sit in the box and in the shop with these people, you better know that the white folks she know drills her about them, drills her about their ethnicity, drills her about their behaviors, drills her because that's what they do. They drill because they drill, they drill their black friend. Okay. They drill their, the black coworkers. They'll drill you in the grocery store line. I was in the grocery store the other day and I was buying my oils. That's the thing. Okay, my oils, right? Never mind how I cook, uh, I'm now making soap. It involves a lot of oils. And I'm, you know, I went to one of those stores where you got to bag your own stuff or whatever. You move quickly from the counter and go to the bagging area. You know, you doing what you're doing. So the lady was like, well, what's up with all the, what are you doing with all the um, olive oil? That's a lot of, what are you doing with olive oil? I was like, oh, I make soap. She, she, she didn't have a follow-up question because she was too busy trying to process something. I don't know what. I don't know if she was, pro, I don't know what she, I don't know what she expected. I don't know what she expected here, but it sent her into a world of processing. And I don't know if she was counting up like, wait, that's a, pro, that's a profitable business. Or that's a, you know, apparently, I mean, for, I, I don't know, I don't know if it was, if I didn't meet with what she, maybe she thought I would, should have another kind of oil. The fact that I had this kind of oil, uh, and, and maybe she thought I was going to go home and make some Italian, this, that, and that, like it wouldn't add up to it. <laughs> she couldn't get it to, she couldn't get it to add up. 
And I don't know if she was expecting me to shade her or, you know, disrespect her or not answer her or whatever. But I just said soap making. And she looked at me, she looked at the oil, she looked at me, she looked at the oil, and I left her standing there because I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> but she went immediately into into processing, like, okay, wait, I'm, I'm make the like that's a, that's a science. I don't I don't know. That's what I, I felt like she was processing. Wait, that's a science. That's a skill. Uh, yeah, something that my grandmother used to do, <laughs> and her mother, and. And down and, and yeah, and see when I went there, the only other place for me to go before my grandmother is back to slavery, right? Uh, Cause y'all didn't give them nothing, so they had to make every doggone thing. Okay, not that they expected them to be clean in any any sense or form of the word. Yeah, I engage in something that you've only seen other people do artistically, or to calm their nerves, or to get out of bed, that's, ther wait, that's therapeutic, yeah, I engage in stuff, that's, I, she's still processing, and let me tell you, you probably saying, Yolanda, you reading too much into this, uh-uh, I live in this community, let me tell you, because I know it take about a week for them to finish processing, because I've had my own, not that one, and I'm not going to call this lady a Karen or Becky or Sharon or Amy or none of these, but I have had my own experiences, you know, I'm, when I'm out, I'm always streaming, I'm live, and just, I wasn't live in that occasion, because I, I've stopped doing it, but I was in the grocery store, and I was live, and I'm walking around, and I'm showing you guys, and this was about a year ago, and I'm showing you guys what I'm going to buy, because I'm going to come home in the kitchen, do a kitchen episode, right, and so one day I go in, and I usually, I usually will shop on a weekday, uh, I would usually shop either on Monday or Tuesday, and this, and the stores are usually empty, on this particular day, I went into the store and I was like, what's going on? Who are all these people? And I realized, oh my God, it's a Sunday. Not only that, it was a Sunday coming up on the on one of the holidays. So they, in the store, you know, every essence, every level of, of people, every level of corporate and all that was in the store. And they had all these sample stations up and this, that, and the other. And this was their, you know, I don't know, it might have been customer appreciation or whatever, right? And they had this new employee, and apparently she works in the meat department. And mind you, at that time, I had a wonderful relationship with the meat department. This was at the store called Publix. I had a wonderful relationship with the people in the meat department because I would come in and I would get a piece of meat, get a, something out of the meat department, and I would have them uh, transform it to what I was going to cook. If I was going to do a stuffed, they would cut, you know, cut the meat in the portions that I wanted the, the slot, put the slits in there. Cause I don't have those knife skills. I'm not a butcher, you know, and that's the nature of that store is that they have butchers on hand, um, to do that. So if I got, like, if I got a perfect roast, uh, uh, I could then have it, they, they would shave it. If I was going to do the, the fillies, the cheesesteaks or this, that, and the other, right. Or, or even if, I wanted a smaller pack and they only had a larger pack. They, they will break up the pack. Like, I don't want to pay $100. Can you give me a $10 worth of this right here? You know, that's when, when the store has a butcher on, that's what happens. I just need a, that, that's five pounds. I only need a pound. Can I get a pound? Sure. Right? And they will take it and take it back. So, in the meat department on this particular day, uh, well, on this particular, uh, on a Sunday, if I, some, in, in my intuition, my gut said, Mm, don't shop today. Leave and come back. It's too much going on because I know that I want to live stream and, and everybody's going to be looking at me. And there were some, you know, who were getting out of the shot and there were some who were getting in the shot. Hey, I love it. I watch you. I listen. I do this. Da, 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 da. I didn't know we lived in the same neighborhood. Da, 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 da. So, you know, a little bit of tension thing going on. But at the, I don't, because of, because I have allergies, I don't go for the sample stuff. And this was, pretty much before COVID and, and quarantine and all that. This is again, like I said, about a year ago. Um, so I don't go for the sample thing, but then I see my favorite. I saw my favorite, which was the salmon dip, right? Over by the meat and seafood department. I'm like, Ooh, they're giving out salmon dip and it's like fresh, right? You know, cause it's, they, they, customer appreciation or whatever, whatever holidays coming up. So I go over and I have, and, and mind you, I'm not just that person with my phone in my hand. My, I have an apparatus. I had like a go pro kind of thing situation. Right. And so I go over and as I'm walking up, cause my, I, the salmon is like pulling me. I see shrimp and I'm like, Oh, 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 she goes, she goes to try to hand me one of the plates. And I'm like, Oh no. I'm sorry, you've got shrimp on there with the salmon. 
I, I, I need to pass because I have allergies, right? And I said that, and then all of a sudden she sees the camera. She says, oh, are you a blogger? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks. And I'm going on off about my business, right? And I go on to finish, you know, great day, get my stuff, and I come home, y'all. And I'll tell you, a week later, this is why I'm telling you, this is how the Karens work. A week later, I don't forgot all about it. Now I ain't really forgot all about it because this time I know to go on my regular day when the store is empty. Ain't nobody up in there. It's probably two, three people. They do what I do. We shop, we get our stuff, da 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 da. Now, mind you, this has been my habit of going to Publix and doing this for an entire year. A year I've been doing this, right? Honey, I hit the meat department and my little meat people. They look at me, but they give me this look like, wait, something ain't quite right. Something ain't, they were kind of, they were alarmed, right? So I'm, I'm over in the meat department. And I'm looking to see what's available, what I want to cook. And I'm talking to you guys live on the thing, right? Mm, Y'all didn't look like they have, this is different. Something, they don't have what, what I wanted to cook. Uh, so we got to figure out something else. What can we do? What can we do? So I'm showing on the camera and the camera's not on me. It's on the meat. And I'm like, um, so Miss Karen, and in fact, her name was Rachel, Miss Rachel. I call her racist Rachel. She come around and she walks up. Now I, what I don't do is I don't put my camera on folk. I don't do that. Right. She comes up to me and she goes, um, and, and I don't even, the thing about it is I don't even recognize her because remember I was so into the salmon. I ain't paid this woman no attention. This woman comes up to me. She's uh, my camera's over the opposite where she is, and she goes, um, "Can you turn it off for a minute?" I go, "No, <laughs> that ain't what I do." And she goes, "Well, we we had a discussion. We had a meeting. We who? And um, there's a policy, you know. Okay, go give me the policy. Let's let's let me see the policy, right? Because I'm that person. You don't get to just come and infringe on me." She's like, "Well, we can talk about it if you can turn it off. Well, I'm not gonna turn this off." I'm going to finish my shopping and I'll be headed home. Um, you, on the meantime, you can go get the policy and find me in the store. We can talk about it. So ain't no policy. Ain't been no meeting, right? She lying, straight out lying. And she starts to give, give me the huff and the puff. Oh, do I need to swing this camera around? Because when I swing it around, I ain't swinging it around for the shot you think I'm about to take. So you need to walk away from me. It's, it's, on, it's on the video, right? She walks off. I film her walking away from me. Cause I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to, you know, put on my camera. I'm going on about my business shopping. I went, cause I matter. I know I matter. You ain't got to convince me I matter. I go on to the produce section where I go next up. Boom. I also have an amazing relationship with the people that run the produce to the point that when they changed out the produce, the store, let me know. The new produce person, let me know. That the old produce person who has done several, in this time, done several videos with me, been told, I was, I have been personally escorted to the produce section, okay? This is what Miss Racist Rachel don't realize. That I was, I have been escorted from the front door of the store to the produce and introduced to the produce person. This is the one that's going to help you, going to tell you everything you know about produce. Because we were in the process of me going into the kitchen. I'm learning all this stuff, right? I'm not a chef. I'm learning all this stuff. And so they had a produce person that if I came in and I had a recipe, if I wanted to cook something, this was the person, hey, would tell me what was rent, what was fresh, what's the best, what they got this week. And if they don't have what I need, here's how to make the substitution and all that. Videos out there on the freaking YouTube. Even to the point when they changed out the produce person because they had to put them in a, in a busier store to, ring, to get their produce together because they was finna get... Caught up like, well, damn, why the produce over there look better than the produce over here? So they took their best produce person to go over there and get that produce in, in shape, right? Because they want produce like like those of us that matter. In the neighborhood that matter, the neighborhood that didn't matter, they want produce like the neighborhood that matter. So they took their pro, our produce person, sent them over there to get that produce department up to par. So the new produce person introduced themselves. So I'm going on over to the produce section to get, to get, cause you know, when I'm cooking in the kitchen, I need a lot of fresh food. I don't shop the middle of the aisle. I shop around the outside of the stores, right? So I'm, I'm coming back from the uh, produce section going to get, here, here come Miss Rachel. 
come running up to me, not with a policy. She come running up to me. She come trying to hand me a post-it note, a post-it note. And, and, and all the while trying not to be in the shot. Okay. And I'm like, uh, that's not a policy. That's supposed to, okay, well, this is who you need to call. I'm not making any phone calls. Well, you know, I just remember you said you were a blogger. That's when I remember who she was. I said, I don't remember telling you. I said, oh, that's who you are. That's, and I got to think, and I'm like, this woman has taken the ent- a whole week. This doesn't bother her for the whole week. What is going on here? Um, and she hands me this note. I don't know if she handed it to me. I put it on my basket with a post-it, a damn post-it note, y'all. And on the post-it note was the number, not to, not to anybody with a policy, on the post-it note was a number to the media department, meaning that, oh, she wanted me to get some kind of credentials. I'm like, I don't need no credentials to come grocery shopping. I'm not, I'm not here to promote Publix. You know, now mind you, all kind of other, if, if I, I don't even want to say if I had been anything else, cause I matter, but all kind of other influence. And I wasn't even that influencer for them. Wasn't trying to influence, still ain't trying to influence for, ain't, they didn't ask me for every, in, in their apology after I blasted this out there in their apology, they've asked me, what do I want? Whatever you want, we're going to make this better, whatever. Um, she runs, she gives me this post-it note and she runs off. She runs off back hiding behind the meat department. I'm behind her. I go over there and now my relationship with the meat department is broken because now they, they're afraid, right? They don't want to engage with me at all. I was like, tell her to come here. She back there hiding behind the little glass thing. No, come here. She comes up, snatches the glass door, the little glass slide thing up like about to break it. I hand, I said, here is your post-it note. It's not my intention to call anybody, but do know that I am live right now. And this video, I will repurpose it in all that I need to do. Okay. Understand that. Honey, she slammed that door. She took that post-it note. She slammed that door. I said, now when you come up with a policy, then you contact me. Honey. I'm going to tell you when the tweet hit and with my location on, they did their research, had me to DM my information and they had the lowest level call me and I told him to get the hell off my phone. They had the next level call me apologizing. Sorry, you know, that person didn't come with the, he didn't come with the you matter. Okay. So the next person tried to come with the you matter. I was like, no, I, I'm, I don't accept apologies. I will not be going back to that store. I said, there are several stores in my neighborhood for which I can go. Well, that's not, I said, because I have been utterly disrespected. And I went on and I said, I probably said, a whole, you know me, I can talk. Okay. I probably said a whole bunch of other stuff. And then I got another call. So I spent the week and I'm kept trying to figure out like what, and I, and I, I don't know. You know what, what, what she races, I didn't matter. Okay. I, I didn't matter that I, that I know, but what I come to find out when, when I, I was tracing back in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, what, when did this woman come after me? And when I realized she asked me about being a blog, cause we hadn't had that conversation that day. I said, Oh, that was the woman at with the shrimp and her fear was that she had endangered lives because when you give a shellfish allergy person seafood, if you give a person allergic to seafood, anything that has touched, been touched, handled, because even when she tried to give me, and when I, when I declined the, the, the food before she, she went, proceeded to try to change her gloves and put me some on a separate plate, going to force this stuff on me. No, thanks. I'm, I'm good. I don't want any da, 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 you know, no, I changed my gloves and all that. So over that entire week, what she had dealt with was she felt like, or she knew that, and I hadn't even thought about it. She had made a grave error as a person, a lead person in the meat department by creating a deadly situation of putting those two items, fish and shellfish together in a sample is dangerous. 
And for that entire week, this had bothered her. So she was waiting for me because she knew, because I'm pretty sure the meat department had told her after she done inquired about what she did wrong, not what I did wrong. After she inquired about the fact that she had done something wrong, this woman had a, had a, had a GoPro or camera or whatever. Um, she might be on video making that error. So for that week, until she saw me the next week, she, that's why she, I was like, that's why she come running up on me. She thinks she's on the video. She thinks her, her, her error is on the video. She was hella mad that, and it's still out there. I ain't, I don't delete nothing. It's still out there. Yeah, it was on the video. I had to go look, I'm like, wait, the way she coming to me, like, I don't matter. The way she coming to me, like, I don't matter. Like, what did she do? And I, and when she, when I traced back the comments, like, oh, she asked me about blogging. That was her. And they told, and they told me, I'm like, and I told them, I said, wait a minute. She is, this Rachel woman is the new manager of the meat department. And I said, well, let me tell you what's, what's really going on here. Now that, now that you mentioned that. I said, she is afraid that she made an error on my video. You don't have a policy. Y'all, you said, you said you don't have a policy, but y'all getting ready to have a policy about filming in the store, right? Cause not because filming in the store is wrong, but because you got employees that make errors. So you want to outlaw cause, cause you're getting legal with me. I had to let them know you're using a language with me as if you trying, you become prosecu prosecutorial on me. Okay. That's not lang That's the language you have with my attorney. You don't have that with me. Because you keep trying to find out if I did something wrong. Because I know I didn't. Because I matter. This woman created this situation for your company. Because she did something wrong. Her fear is that I record. When I'm not the one. She don't need to be worried about my video. Because the video that she is on. Is the one that you have. <laughs> okay. Because I elected not to put her on my video. Now yeah. Her audio. Or her coming into my space is on my video her her anger and her hostility is on my video her slamming that window making all that noise is on my video is in my audio it's in my podcast that i ripped from my video i said but don't have i don't want to don't make sure be sure that not another person rings my phone trying to figure out if i did something wrong so that you can excuse her behavior because I did nothing wrong. And to make sure I don't do anything else with your store, I won't be back. Well, that's not what we want to happen. Is there anything we can do? Is there anything we can say? Is there anything? No, there is not. And I'm, I'm going to bring this home as we get ready to uh, wrap up out of here because I matter. But you, what you need to do, and let me tell you, I don't think homegirl's over there. Because I did go back a year later. Because I got tired of driving out of my neighborhood. However, like I said, there's something about there's something about a cleansing of a quarantine, y'all. There's something about a cleansing of a quarantine. There's something about a cleansing of this COVID. There's something about a cleansing of this protest. There's something about a cleansing. There's something about the world coming together to say, you matter. I matter. We matter. Right? Because when quarantine hit, that store couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep the shelves stocked, right? And let me tell you, and I did, I stayed away. I stayed away probably for a very long time, for about maybe another a year after that. Uh, I only recently went back, maybe even probably maybe a month before quarantine. I promise you. Because we, we started going to other locations. Um, we started going to other stores. Uh, I was like, no, I'm not going. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you make me feel like I don't matter, right? So I stayed away from the store. Um, one day, I think I needed to go and grab something. I'm like, listen, I'm not it. I can't, I, I can't, I, I got to go down. It's literally down the street. I could, if I could walk two, three miles, and I can, I could walk there. Okay, I'm just saying it's that close. It's my neighborhood store, and I said, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going in this store. And yeah, I had the anxieties of going in. There. I had the anxieties of, of encountering. And I was ready to encounter. I was re ready. Right. Um, but 
it, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good when I went back. It didn't feel good. And guess what the universe said? Now you guess what you want to go back. But then, you know, we went into quarantine and we had to start ordering. And I, and I said, oh, I, I'll order from there. Because, you know, I like the, I like the products. They, I use the products. But guess what? They couldn't stock the products. Mm-mm. And they still can't. So guess what? And, and it's funny because the service that I used to go to use them on added more and more stores. Added so many stores like the choice that because I matter, the choice is at my fingertip, y'all. The choice is at my fingertip. The store that I said I was too tired to drive to is on the app. It's the good 30 minutes away and I love it, right? But I, I couldn't do that 30 minute drive, which makes it an hour, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. I, and I'm hoping we get one in our, in, in the neighborhood. Um, and cause there's only like two of them in the city and only two of them. And both of them are the same distance. The both, there's only two of those stores. Uh, not, they don't, not two in the city. They, they stretched out far and wide. Um, and both of the two are the exact same distance from where I am and they're on the app. So I get to, I get to shop on the app that I use for my grocery delivery. Not only that, the neighborhood store that I didn't go to, um, was the one that has been able to maintain their level of service throughout this thing. And I switched back to them, switched back to them, um, simply because they were fully stocked and got, they gotten us through shout out to Kroger. I said, the other store, but shout out to Kroger. Um, and they, you see their commercials. Let me tell you, those commercials are not lying. And I don't think that we would have survived without that, that store and the hard work that they put in. And what I love about Kroger and my neighborhood Kroger and probably going on to yours is there's not a lot of turnover in that store. Those people have been there for as long as I have been in this neighborhood. When I go in, I see the same familiar faces and people who know. And, uh, the only reason I did the only reason I even switched to the Publix because I there it was empty basically at the times when I would go shop, whereas the other store was always busy, always full of people and noisy, and I could go in that store and it was it was like on a day and there was like I might I, I really would never really run into anybody on the aisles, maybe just a couple people. I think I counted one time there were times I would necessarily never see more than nine people uh, at the time that I would shop and it was up during the day or whatever you know. Um, because most of the stuff I do is in the evening. So I had found the time and I'm like, you know, and the Kroger parking lot was always full and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. That's the only reason I went. So I could video, but you, you created a policy where I can't, everybody else can do what they do. I can't do what I do. And I understand my stuff that I do is on a whole other level. You know, it's, it's extra. Like I could have gone and just holding my phone. Nope. I had my, had my system. You know, on my buggy, we doing this. I look like I look like a full full on television production. And no, I'm not gonna give you permission because if I had gone through the media department, you would have said no. And I don't like no's. But guess what? You ain't got to worry about it now, cause I matter and I go elsewhere. I matter and I go elsewhere. You matter. It might be time to go elsewhere. The question is, it didn't take it didn't take more than that to convince me. Why does it take more than that to convince you that you matter? Why does it take all of this to convince us? Because I, I heard when I listened to Shannon Sharp, I knew that Shannon Sharp, he was addressing the Drew Brees situation, but he was talking about stuff that a lot of people who want to matter don't realize this is why you matter. And that's why I shared that this morning. That's why I have Zora Neale's book. And if you knew how long they fought for this book to come out, not to come out, this book came out um, just in recent years because they absolutely fought for this book not to come out. They absolutely, they wanted to change up the language. They wanted to put in some saviors that didn't exist. They wanted, oh my God, if you knew all the stuff that went on in, in the book. Let me tell you, honey. Zora, Zora Neale Hurston, child, y'all better know. You better get you some Zora. You better get you some Zora. If you want to know if you matter, you you matter because if you, oh, I, I, I don't even know, honey. And then on top of that, honey, it's the forward is by Alice Walker. So you all, you already know. You already know. I'm trying to think of, um, what's this? What's the, uh, what's the word? What's the thing that they call? 
they call Zora. Novelists, folklorists, anthropologists. That's what I wanted to say. Zora Neil Hurston uh, was an anthropologist. Okay. Mm. Came out of college in 1927. Born in 1891. Okay. Mm. A genius of the South. I, I love genius people. And I'm telling you. Oh. In this book. And one of the reasons I keep it on my bed. Because when things like this. When I question. When I when I begin to question if I matter and it's not a lot of time, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, I deal with anxiety and depression and all that other stuff. And so that's what we do is human nature to question if you matter, especially depending on the sources that you allow to flood information into you every day. You will, you and, and, and the relationships you have, the friendships you have, the circles you're in, some of those things make us question if we matter. You know, I mean, right now we're dealing, we're dealing with out, some outside forces. Okay, that, you know, outside forces that found sources to, to try to tell us we don't matter. But I keep this book on my bed because I have a page, what they call dog ear. I have a page turned down where towards the end of the book on page 129, they describe something um, that, uh, that Kosala, um, that's in that was in, always and forever in Kosala's memory. That nobody could beat it out of him. That nobody could make him forget. That nobody, that he knew that in all that he went through that he mattered. In all of his life of, of living, uh, and he lived to be, I want to say, because most of them lived to be uh, well over 100. And I'm trying to figure out. Kosala also found it, um he was the founder of, I'm just, I'm trying to skim through here. Uh, my dog is snoring, y'all. That's amazing. He done slept through this podcast. He founded something town, um, and I'm trying to remember what it was called. Africa Town. He founded Africa Town. Uh, Kosala did. Um, he spent he spent uh, the from the years he let's see. Um, he came. He was first of all he was kidnapped. He was kidnapped. He was kidnapped fifty years after slavery was abolished. Okay, so talk about that. He came over on a ship called Clotilda as cargo with more than one hundred other souls. Fifty years. Fifty years. A whole entire generation after. After that, you think about fifty years. You think a generation is roughly ten or fifteen years. That's more than. Don't let me say. Don't, not, I'm not gonna say a generation because you think about a generation being a good ten, fifteen, maybe twenty years of give or take. Uh, so whole two generations after slavery was abolished, they were still trying to get them in here. Okay, um, he came up with a hundred, and those hundred uh, spent years in slavery until the end of the civil war. And finally his role in founding Africa town. So he maintained, he maintained that, um, in the book called Barracoon, but I keep a dog ear to this page. Cause if I ever have any questions about, and I do just like all of us have questions about if we matter, uh, I come in here and I read what he is telling about the violent uprooting of bodies, the devastation of societies. And he's talking about the societies that they lived in, in Africa, uh, the war in other tribes, uh, those that took advantage of the war in other tribes, uh, the desolation of souls, y'all, the desolation of souls. Rather than chart the journey from slavery to freedom in America, Kosala's narrative journeys back to Africa to give us a glimpse into the collective black experience as seen through the openings in the barracoons that line the African coast of the Atlantic world. Uh, and this, it, I'm telling you, but think about that Juneteenth. And I, I mentioned that and I, I'm glad I'm doing this. We matter simply because we're heading toward Juneteenth and one of the most difficult things that I have in the 20 years of blogging and, and covering and archiving the work of those trying to get black people to honor Juneteenth, pick a time to honor those that survived all of the atrocities that have happened on American soil and throughout the diaspora to those that are black and brown. Okay. All shades, all hues, darker than those that want to identify as white. 
when you think about the desolation of bodies, the desolation of souls, the desolation of souls. And in this time, the forcing of a soul to leave a body in a thing called murder that we have had to witness and uprise for in this month, in this summer, in this climate. And, and let me comment, let me tell you, I am always, my eyes, my lenses are always aimed at America in May. May in America has been a hard time. It's always and forever been a hard time. Um, but if you want to know why you matter, it's because you survived the violent uprooting of bodies. You survived it. You survived the devastation of society. You are, you are born out of those who survive. We survive it ourselves. We just, we just witnessed. We just witnessed this week, past weekend, and no telling what we're going to see this weekend. What's the day? Right? What's the day? Let me look up. What's the day? Today is Friday. Okay? The devastation of societies. You survived that. The desolation of souls. Those souls are praying for you. Those souls are, are moving about this universe, ordering lives, steps, you know, they're at your disposal. Those souls are at your disposal. Those souls are right there sitting on the edge of your bed saying, hey, listen, come on, let's do this day. Let's get this day. They whisper to you. Those, those ideas you have, those thoughts that you have, those are whispers of souls. You don't think like that. There's also another kind of soul whispering to you. Stop listening to that one and listen to the one that's trying to guide you into your purpose. Even if you don't even want a purpose, many people don't even want a, they don't want a purpose. They just want the day. They're trying to guide you into the day. You ain't got to do nothing great. You ain't got to do nothing monumental. You only have to make a whole bunch of decisions. You just, just take the day, take the day, just take the day knowing that we matter. We, us. And those who want to identify as we, and those, because everybody can't identify, y'all, I'm sorry, y'all, all y'all can't identify as black. I'm sorry. I love y'all. Okay. But, <laughs> but if you want to identify as we, and you want to identify as us, then we can say we matter. We ain't got to say all, because it's an us and a we thing, and everybody ain't coming to the party. Everybody sure ain't invited to the cookout. Y'all done brought so much up in the cookout, we don't know what to do with the cookout. But then, but thanks for those of y'all that, that, hey, that came to the cookout, thank you. You can take a plate home. I'm just saying. You matter. All you got to do is listen, speak, volumize, you know, verbalize what it is that you need. What does it take to convince you? I hope that you knew before this, and I, and I understand if you didn't. Okay, I wish and I hope I wish that you knew before this, before all of this. I, I I wish that it didn't take all of this. I wish that uh, when I watched that Shannon Sharp thing, I think it was like eight minutes. They gave him eight minutes on whatever show, and I don't even know if that was on air because I don't I don't know I don't even know how to find it. I don't even know how to find it on television because I watched it online. It was full on eight minutes. I hope that it wasn't doing a commercial break. I hope that it went out over the airways. I'm pretty sure it did because he was calling for Drew Brees to retire. And I hope that Drew Brees takes that apology tweet or up Instagram thing and add that paragraph to his retirement letter because he got to go. He got to go. The man said he would never, never respect and brought up the flag when we as a people have survived the many atrocities plagued upon generation after generation after generation in the name of the flag. I'm just saying, and I don't, and I don't, I, one thing I, I don't have to do is explain. I'm, I'm, I don't even, I don't even want you to know the traumas that I know be, that have happened to people because of the flag. I don't even want you to know those traumas, but I will say this. You matter. I matter. We matter. And those who want to identify as we, and let me tell you, don't be out there doing stuff with people that don't want, that don't want to identify as a, we with you let that go. Let them go. Uh-uh. Don't be out there trying to force people stop wasting. I'm trying to open my phone back up so I can say, 
We don't want to win an extra 30 minutes out. Stop trying to force people to be a we. That that's in your personal. That's first of all, that's you and all that you're dealing with. That's your family. That goes for your personal relationships on your job. You know, stop trying to force your job to be a we when they keep telling you you don't matter. You ain't got to quit. Just get your get your money and go. Go all that value. Don't take all that value in there. Take that value where you are appreciated. Okay, um, your job, your community, your neighborhood, your church. All of those things don't, you can't force we on anybody unless you want to be dysfunctional, unless you want to, unless y'all want to experience trauma and trying to inject all that kind of trauma. No, but there are those, don't overlook the fact that there are those right there with you trying to be a we. Unfortunately, there's so much going on. We're in so much fog. We don't see them. There's, there are those that are trying to be a we. There are those that are trying to be a us. And we got to learn. I know, I know, I know it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard, y'all. I know it's hard. It's hard. Because, because there's so much we have been warned about. And there's so much that can go wrong. We worry so much about what can go wrong. We miss what's right. We miss what's good. And I'm so glad I woke up this morning and I was able to look and see that around the globe, around the globe, people were trying to be a we. And that's the one thing that many have been trying not to happen. And it took this. It took today. It took technology. It took looking. Oh, looking. It, it took me literally getting up and going, not turning on the television. Listen, television ain't on. Television that probably won't even come on today. Because it took me. Even, even all that I subscribe to out there, none of what I needed to see this morning was part of that. I had to go and search for, I had to go ask a search engine to show me what black lives matter look like around the globe. And first headline said exactly that goes global. Black lives matters goes global. And there it was in one video, another, I think eight minutes plus video near nine minute video what there it was took me all around the world beyond the flag drew Brees. move that flag out of the way y'all so y'all can see okay and i'm gonna tell you let me tell you i appreciate the flag down the street from me there is a facility and and and, and they probably have this flag up for the wrong reason but um, it's a huge one. They usually around hurricane season, around the weather changes, they, they, the flag gets larger and somebody says because of the weather so they can tell. Cause, cause if, if that huge flag is moving, um, it's, we, we might have an issue cause it's, it's huge. And when it, when the wind is really blowing, it spreads out. It almost goes uh, over the street. It's just that big. It goes from a regular side. Somebody will tell, somebody will tell us about this. Uh, I'll go look it up. But there are certain times and certain weather patterns or certain seasons are or seasonally they change it. It gets larger because if it's if it stretches full out, something's coming, you know, uh, weather wise. And 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 it, and I just love to watch it. Sometimes when I'm on that end of the neighborhood, I just sit there because there's a fire station there. And mind you, the flag is not at the fire station. Okay, there's a facility, there's a storage facility next to the fire station where the flag is on that property. Um, so I don't know, but the flag is on that property. And sometimes I just, and there's a, um, there's a road there that, that's kind of a cul-de-sac where some construction didn't happen. And sometimes I just sit there and I look at it and I, I filmed it and placed it on my thing. But again, you know, because to some, we don't matter. Um, I, no way I could have that kind of, I could be, have that kind of patriotism. Okay. Um, but I just sit there and I just look at it and there are a couple of places. Of course I live in a neighborhood that's, uh, there are a lot of military people come from this neighborhood. So there are flags, there are flags everywhere. And there are some people who fly an alternative flag that's on them. Um, but they need to know too, we matter. And, they, and the fact of the matter is they know, they know more than anybody because the, do you think we're witnessing this global thing? They're witnessing, witnessing the global thing. Cause they don't matter around the globe. In fact, they don't, they don't matter beyond them. Um, but, and they're trying to. So, but anyway, and it's, it's hilarious. Uh, 13, about 30 seconds left to tell you 
Um, I have, I do appreciate so much the chance to come and share with you how to get out of bed and how and share with you how I have gotten out of bed. Um, many a times, many a times how I have gotten out of bed and how I continue to get out of bed because I matter because those I love matter because those who come with me in a sense of being we and us, we matter, we matter. And if you feel like you are alone, guess what? You're not, you're part of a, we who's trying to be, we with you, um, lean into that, lean into that. And yep, and I got to get ready to cut this off because it's going to stop. It don't going to let me go an hour. Y'all know what it is. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.